Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, primo, primas. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your primo, Luis Velasquez. That's your primo, Christopher Costello. We are back with another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos podcast. What is going on, primo? What up? How's it going, man? How's, how's the, uh, the crunch towards week one for you going? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. My kids started school yesterday. Drop off and pick up is crazy. I'm trying to get ready for the football season. I'm trying to keep up on sports. Uh, I, I needed like I could use maybe another three hours in a day if that was possible. And I think I'd be caught up on everything. But uh, you know, who needs sleep? It's overrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I feel like that is the that's the parent battle cry. Really. Who needs- you know, you know what's depressing is, you know, the app, you, you have your Apple Watch, right? And it, like, it, at times, like, how, how much sleep that you're getting. Right, yeah, yeah. Right now, I am at uh, three hours and 48 minutes is my average. And they gave me a kudo, like, hey, good job, you're, you're consistent. And I was like, that's not, that's not good, bro. I was like, shut up. I was like, mad at my watch. Like, that's not good. That's not good consistency, bro. Shut up. But you always hit four hours. Good job. <laughs> way to go. Way to go. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, no way, man. I, I, I realize too I can't play with the sleep. I gotta make sure that I'm like I'm I'm in old man status. I gotta get good sleep. The the difference in from like six hours to eight hours is like a world of difference. But I'm not even gonna talk about that because I feel like you're like This is an old man podcast. We about hours. <laughs> no, the old old man podcast and also you're gonna kill me for getting twice as much sleep as you and me complaining about it <laughs> no is that right? but <laughs> yeah starting out for this week right because we're going in week one you have a, a football game your week one high school football in idaho coming up next week what are your preseason thoughts for i guess your squad and also your your d line that you're you're the coach of uh, yeah, like we, we're going in next week. Next Friday, we have our, our first game. We've got a little jamboree coming up tomorrow. Um, going to get some other schools, just kind of scrimmaging them up. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. We, we, we should have a good team, um, but you never know until you get out there, right? Um, I think, uh, like, I, I saw one listing, one paper wrote that we were the favorites to win district, but I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I have nothing to compare it to uh, uh, except middle school football, right? <laughs> and so, I don't know. We'll see when we get out there. I'm just excited. Like, these guys worked hard. We coaches have worked hard uh, to get to here. It seemed like it got real fast, real quick, the season. And so, I'm excited for my guys. My defensive line, like, uh, been underestimated and kind of underappreciated. And they, they've kind of taken the underdog role. Um, and me as a, as a rookie coach, have always also taken that underdog role, and we are the trench dogs, and we are we are ready for the battle. We're ready for it. I can't wait. I told my guys, look, because we, we're we're a small defensive line. And I tell them it's like the best feeling. Like when I was in, when I was in high school, and I was a small tight end. Like the best feeling always was when you get in the line and like the defensive or the the your opponent looks at you and like, oh man, watch, I'm gonna whoop this dude, and then you hit him in the mouth and like, oh wait a minute. Like, that is the best feeling. I was like, you, I, I can't wait because they're going to underestimate my guys. I know it. And uh, my guys are ready. 
They are ready for that battle. Can't wait. Week one. Twin Fall Trench Bruins. Dogs. Trench dogs. That's what we are. <laughs> we can't you know be blocked. We won't be blocked. We are the Trench Dogs. That's our, that's our shit. You gotta call them D Block. <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up, oh. man? So, so last weekend, bro, you had another crazy weekend. You went out and uh, for year two in a row, went to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. We had, to me, I, I was called, it's the Spurs Hall of Fame, because you had uh, Paul Gasol, you had Tony Parker, you had Popovich, you had Becky. Uh, how'd it go? How was it? Oh, man, it was incredible. I, I think um, I've realized how the first time last year was really all about Ginobili, but Ginobili was kind of the star of that class. And so that was amazing, right, that, like, my – personal favorite player was was the like star of that induction class but um but it was also like very chill very calm this year with this class this it was an amazing class right because yeah i, I just read those, i read a headline that said like is this the best class ever it's right. deep it's deep it's yeah. a deep class um because you mentioned all those spurs and then the headliners were actually uh Dirk Nowitzki and D Wade. I, I'll be honest. I mean, you go to who the goats are, right? So, like, I'm gonna argue against the. I don't know who else was in that class, but Michael Jordan and David Robinson were in the same Hall of Fame class. So, like, just Dun on a spurt, Duncan and Kobe, Duncan Kobe KG KG. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, like, that one I think might be that one might be surpassed the other one. So, what I basically was gonna say though is that the event itself is incredible. It's so intimate in that space that you do feel like you're part of something special. Um, and so it was making me think, like, whenever, like, LeBron is going to go in, like, I might go just to, like, see that because of how amazing the experience is. But in this, you know, in this one, because of the cast of, of or, like, the class of the induction um, ceremony, like, who is all part of this? you had all these other people that support them, right? Or were like really pivotal, like teammates that were there. So, I mean, the list of people, players that were there compared to last year was insane. So in no particular order, Gary Payton was there, right? Lonzo Mourning was there. Both of them there for like D-Wade, right? Um... Who else was there? Jason Tatum was there, which was kind of odd. Like they're like a current player that's not tied to any of those guys, because it's such a, a small, again, the small like intimate setting. There's not a lot of people there, but yeah, Jason Tatum there. You had Mark Gasol there. You had Quentin Richardson. AI inducted uh, D Wade, which that's so crazy. I want to say this: that one of my like the, the friend that I went with, um, my friend Stefan that I've told you about that lives up in upstate New York. Right. So it's like not that it was like an hour and a half from from his spot. He is obsessed with Allen Iverson. He thinks Allen Iverson is the GOAT and he wishes that he could like the The only person I have not seen him say that Iverson is better than is Jordan. But he'll even argue that he's like better than LeBron. This is how obsessed <laughs> he is. Right. So it's, it's, it's super biased. But he was waiting to see that. And he got super hyped to go once he found out that Wade, I mean, that Iverson was going to induct Wade. So we're le we're in the, in the kind of like entryway, like the lobby area, 
And it's basically just like an auditorium. So everybody's going in. Everybody's already walked by. Let me also say Dwayne Wade is not that tall of a man. Like he's maybe an inch taller than me. An inch, like two inches taller. Yeah. So like wow. I would have thought that he was like a much taller but he's only listed at 6'4", and he's not... I don't think he's even 6'4". Really? But really? anyways, like, it was... And so I was more amazed by him because I was like, yo, you're actually not that big of a guy and the things that I've seen you do. So it actually made me gain, like, way more respect for him in that sense. But, um... Friend sees AI and kind of, like, presses him, like, kind of quick as, as AI's coming into the building. And mind you, AI's late, right? Which, of course. Of course. Right. And... And um, and I think he was too excited <laughs> to see AI that I think he had like a ear to ear grin, and this is like a formal joint, right? Like people are in suit and ties, women are in like gowns, right? Uh-huh. Like they look uh-huh. like they're going to prom and shit. Yeah. And my boy, I told him this, and more, I was like, "Yo, it's probably gonna be like a little bit more subtle and easier to kind of like rub elbows if we're dressed up." I'm in a suit. And this brother came in an Allen Iverson jersey. Nah. <laughs> so he not only presses AI with the Iverson jersey on, but he's got a, like a no. like a grin from ear to ear. And uh, and I'm watching it from maybe like 15 feet away, right? I'm watching the whole thing happen, and I'm like, no, he's too excited. I knew I already knew. <laughs> AI sees him. <laughs> he sees him and immediately looks the other way, like trying to not make eye contact with him. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Stephen goes up to him this is, like, this is the thing it's like he's he don't give a fuck about that shit either like he was like does not care that this is like a family event and that this is supposed to be private on the tickets it tells you no autographs no pictures and he goes and asks AI for, for a selfie oh, and he man. said that he nodded him yes takes the picture but I have the picture I'm gonna send it I'm gonna text it to you after we're done with the show but you can see that AI is just thinking about like how do I get out of here he didn't look into the camera He's like still looking off, but he stayed like close enough to him. Yeah, it, it was one of the best things ever. So he comes back. I think he's a little disappointed, but I just remember I was like, "Yo, like you met like your hero," yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, and "He's like, yeah, yeah." He was like, "Yeah, no, it was cool." And I was like, "You creeped him out though, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think so." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, how are you gonna creep out your hero?" Man? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Do you think? Yeah, I was thinking about. I was, I was having a conversation the other day about fanboying, right? And like, what, at what age? Like now, like, like we see players now. Uh, they're younger, like they're kids, right? They're like yeah. we're old, right? We're old. And some of you guys yeah. just kids. Like, do you, do you at what age do you think like we start fanboying? Is uh, do we always fanboy up? Like even me, like I'm a big fan yeah, of Derrick Henry. I know exactly. I'm a big fan of Derrick yeah. Henry, but I don't know if I'm gonna be like, hey man, you know. I, first, I've, I've yeah. never really been like that, right? Uh, but like, I, I don't see me like, oh my God, Derrick Henry, let me go, you know, shake his hand, try. I, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, you. Know, I was thinking about that a long time ago. That I remember, I think my mid twenties or late twenties, probably when like you know athletes are getting drafted in there in their early 20s. I remember thinking, like, I don't think I can wear a jersey of a guy that's younger than me. And then the first jersey that I ever bought that was a guy younger than me, and I was incredibly excited and, like, so happy to wear it was the A.J. Brown jersey that I wore once in my life. <laughs> because then I had to bargain with the fucking Titans jersey. <laughs> but aside from that, 
They'd, I, I gotta say, you got me hype, uh, and that's why I got that like Derrick Henry jersey, and I felt fine wearing it. But you're right; I don't think I could go up to a younger man and be like, hey, like I don't think I. It just I don't go there. Like I can't do it. Yeah. Not not on like forcing it, but just like I'm not gonna get excited to meet someone younger than me. Yeah, yeah, it's I really think so too. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's Which weird. I actually, it's I'm creepy. glad for that though. Yeah, I've seen men our age get hype, and that shit looks ugly. Yeah, yeah. Also, men who take gloves to ballparks don't do that, man. No, don't take. What if you're close? No, don't take gloves. You you can't with your with your bare hands. What if you're with a kid? The kid, the kid can have a glove. Yeah, kid have a glove. No, but what if you're with like a little kid? No, like let's say you're with like a four. Let's say you're with like Selena, okay, and you're like pretty close in a range of getting hit with a ball. No. You wouldn't take a glove. No, I'm not taking a glove. But she's got to rely on your bare hands to make that grab. That's right. Hell no. That's right. And do it. Never let you around my children (laughs) until they're like eight, (laughs) where they can catch for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. The the other thing. Well, I'm gonna come back to it later. But I was just talking about because I was telling you that I was at a, a Rangers game last night, and I was telling the story last night of when me and you were in the ballpark at Arlington for All Star Weekend. And we're and leaning over, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> leaning over the right field fence, <laughs> trying to like call baseball players that are standing in the outfield. And I hear the like snap of a glove, right? And I, we both turn around and look, and a kid standing literally right next to you <laughs> finished catching a home run. And I remember how like shocked you were and how pissed that you I was because I could blame you for that. <laughs> yeah, I you were right there because you you heard. I was trying to get. I remember trying to get somebody's attention, and you yeah. were like next to me, like here it comes, here it comes. Like I think you were shouting at me, like watch out, watch out, or here it comes. And the, yeah, the dude next to me caught it. I think I, I remember who hit that. You know who remember who hit it. I thought it was Sammy Sosa, but I think I'm wrong. No, yeah, it was Albert Bell. Albert Bell. Albert yeah, Bell. Yeah, you remember we we went to where, where did we go? Did we go to Six Flags? Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. Saw him walking around there too. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember that. I know weird shit did, that I remember. He's the monster, that man. I remember that home run though. It was like not a like a bomb. It was like a yeah. Line it was like drive. a line drive. Yeah, it was gonna hurt. Thank God for that yeah, little. Yeah, it was kid. gonna hurt. <laughs> Thank God like for that little drive. kid. I remember, yeah, and I remember we were more mad because he was so much younger than us. We were like, yo, this <laughs> little kid caught that shit. For sure. <laughs> oh, damn. But, you know, speaking of which, I think I've w- finished watching probably now the greatest player that I'm ever going to see, baseball player, in Shohei Otani last night. His first at bat, he was hitting second last night, first at bat, second pitch, bomb like as soon as he hit it it was like what and he, it was this like high arcing it looks like what a home run is supposed to look like and he hit it opposite field to left center to the deepest part of the park too it looked like he did it on purpose he that had to have been like 420 where he hit that yeah <laughs> 420 but <laughs> i think that he's like yeah i think he's gonna end up being possibly He's got to end up being one of the goats in, in the long run. I, I'm worried that next season he's going to be on a new team. It's going to be one of these rich teams. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's going to be a Yankee. It's going to be a Dodger. Or it's going to be a Padre. And, Ooh, and they, the Padres. Well, Padres are garbage this year. Like, they're just 
spend yeah, all that they, money for nothing. Like, they don't know that they can't get it right. And I don't think who, who's the manager in San Diego? Oh, I don't know. I can tell you. I, if it's not Dusty Baker, I don't know anything. <laughs> Dusty Baker is the lone manager that you know. Yeah. How many managers do you know? Huh? Yeah, no, I know like oh. <laughs> I, I, I even forgot Dusty Baker. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know any managers. Yeah, the Yeah. But the Padres look I mean, I don't know. I feel so bad for him being in a in a place where like they can't win. Because he's such a like He's such an incredible talent. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like for him to go. He's going to go where the money is, right? I mean, I don't blame him. But I would like for him to go to, like, maybe St. Louis. Like, he can still. If he went to St. Louis, I feel like they would take advantage of him as, as talent. And also, like, he would have enough, like, star power, right, to not just wither away. Do you think he stays at AL? Uh, no, right? I mean, I don't know if that matters. Yeah, I don't know if it matters for him. I don't know Every, I want him to... Everybody's DHing right now, and everybody. Yeah. So. It doesn't really I want it to be a Met so bad. Yeah, I don't think y'all doing that anymore. I think your owner has decided, like, we're we not spending money like this no more. I don't know. I thought it was so that they could spend, but either way, you know, baseball's winding down. Do you think I, I'm betting on the Astros? Literally, they're in my parlay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, we're, I think right now we're like we're in the wild card, and uh, like yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for them to like just turn it on, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, that's I feel what I'm like waiting for. It's hard, you know. As many times as this team's been to the World Series lately, like it's hard regular season, especially 116. So I'm just keep waiting for that switch to hit where they're like, okay, let's play now. And so as soon as as soon as they I think that they're gonna do that, they're like they go on the on the losing streak, right? And so I'm waiting for that switch to hit, but I mean Atlanta looks real good. Yeah. Um Yeah, the, the Atlanta Rangers, the, the Rangers uh, are looking good. And so they might be yeah. more hungry. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I was looking at the Bra- yesterday at the standings, and the Braves and Rangers run differential is insane. Like they, you know, they're gonna score runs, and so I think though that the thing about the Astros is that I just feel like they got such deep pitching, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then obviously for Texas, like they they made a power move in going after Scherzer. So yeah, I would love for both, bro. Both of them to be in the playoffs at the same time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That'd be so great. AO, um, AO, friggin' West. Or yeah. AO, fucking ALCS. That's what I'm trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ALCS. No, for those two. Texas and Houston. Yeah. Good night. Uh, one thing I am enjoying about uh, this baseball season is that the Yankees suck. And they're in last place. Yes. And I'm enjoying all of that money that they spent on everything. And uh, Mr. Uh, um, what's his name? Bronx Bomber, Judge. A judge, yeah. The judge is over here complaining. People don't care enough. Yeah, I'm enjoying all that. I look forward to them not being in the playoffs. Yeah, that's um, always going to be a good thing. I'm always rooting for that. <laughs> who Who is your on the? We both are saying that very little that we've watched, but who is the? Uh, 
who are you predicting to get into the World Series? Um, I think, I mean, as of right now, the teams that, that look the best to me are the Rangers and the uh, and the Braves. Like we're talking about, the Braves look. Like, I think it's the Braves and everybody else right now, honestly. Yeah. Do you think that in regards to the Braves, like it's one of those things where they're like gonna get caught in the playoffs, like they get into a series and. Like all of that regular season stuff doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it, it, I mean it, that's. I think more of that for the Rangers than I do the Braves because the Braves have been there before. They've got yeah. some, you Very know, true. they've yep. got they, you know, they've got some vets there that that have been through it and know how to get through a World Series and know how to get through the playoffs. The Rangers, this is like their first time, so I think yep. more of that of the Rangers than I do the Braves. But I mean, it could happen. That's why I'm, I'm hoping the switch flips on for the Astros right around playoff time. And so I think we can beat the Rangers, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we if we get beat by them. They they look more talented right now. If the Astros can get healthier, maybe we can master talent. But uh, hopefully the the veterans and the uh, all the playoff experience plays off for the Astros. Um, let, let's move on here, Primo. Um, my least favorite player is in the news again, James Harden. Okay, he went all <laughs> the way up to China and wearing some goofy ass outfit like always, and uh, was talking about his uh, his GM. Uh, he said that he is a liar. I say again, he is a liar. Now, last year, James Harden took a fifteen million dollar pay cut in order for the 76ers to make some signings which um, is very surprising right it was surprising but also like was no, necessary, I, I know the NBA the NBA like looked into it and they say they found nothing but the the owner of one of the owners of the 76ers is the owner of Fanatics he when they got James Harden he uh, backed out of ownership and almost became like his agent, and like there's something under the table there, right? There's something under the table there between this fanatics owner and James Harden, and like I, I don't think I, maybe on the books he cut 15 million dollars, but I'm sure he got something. So, anyways, I guess James Harden is grumpy now, saying that uh, you know he got promised. Uh, certain things are going to happen this year and he wants to get traded to the Clippers and uh, Daryl Morey who is like the number one like James Harden fan his whole career like James Morey is has been having that dude's back forever and now they are beefing James Harden beefing with another team he wants another trade Um, I heard somebody say yesterday like of course this is in China because that's where like that's the only fans James Harden has left, right? That's the only the only way he can make that statement. Is the only only place where people will cheer him after that statement because here we know what's going on and it's just another James Harden mess that he's making. Yeah, I I feel like number one for any player to call out an executive in that way there's something personal, right? Like there's something that, or there's like a blatant lie that came out. 
right? And and or some sort of like backstabbing in some way. The thing about Harden and the relationship with Maury is that it seems like, like you mentioned, this is the this is a number one fan. Like this guy has hooked them up for what, like ten years now, right? So it makes me think that either Maurice laid out a plan for him all along and was like in year one, this, 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 right? And got him to like take the cut and then lied to him. And then this like basically played out in this way that seems the most obvious based on what Harden is saying. Or that somehow there's something else at play that's probably like under the table stuff that didn't go right. And that's now hard in doing that, which in that case would be like, is that really a good move in the long run for James Harden to be screaming out that they don't want to work with executives? Right? Like, does that make other teams want you? And well, I don't know that does. It's what, he does this everywhere he goes, right? He did this at OKC. He got traded to Houston. He did it at Houston. Right? Well, more left before he left. More left. Yeah. And he did it in Houston, and then he went to where uh, Brooklyn. He went from Houston to yeah to Brooklyn. And then he did that Brooklyn, and it got him to Philadelphia. Now he's doing it in Philadelphia, and they're trying to get him to Clippers. This is just what he does, right? He just I feel like was there somewhere else that he went, or is that all? Yeah, there was, but I don't think so. I think it was just Houston. No, it was just Houston. It was the he kept having he had like Chris Paul go there. He had Westbrook go there. It was the guys around yeah. him that were like, and he was, and it was because he was saying it, or the rumor was that he couldn't get along with these other stars. Well, I mean, look at the players that he has played with, right? He was with, yeah. I mean, he was with Durant and Russell in, in like the peak of their prime at OKC, right? And that didn't yeah, work. I, I really thought it was going to work when Russ went to Houston. I remember being like, yo, these two are back together. Because I felt like now they were better, right, later. And I was like, yo, they're going to go nuts. They're just going to have, like, they're just going to be, you know, pushing the ball up the floor and, like, fast breaks and stuff. And and even Russell Westbrook left that experience being like, yo, there's too much, like, that Harden had too much say-so and freedom. So either way, I think I, I can't tell yet whether this move to call out Maury is going to work out for him for the better in the long run, right? Does it give him, like, this, like, power? Or does it make, like, pigeonhole himself to the point where then teams are like, yo, dude, like, you're not worth having around. You don't make it work, and now you're talking shit publicly. Like, you're now, you've crossed into that almost, like, DeMarcus Cousins area. Yeah, I think there's all, I mean, he's, look, even last year, he, James Harden, like, he, he proved to me something. Like, he turned his game around the way, uh, I I didn't think that he could, right? He led the league in assists last year, right? Like he he took a different role in that team, and and uh, I mean he was a different player. And then in the in in pure game, you got MB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. what, and that's what when I when he went to the Sixers, I was like, can he do that? Can he be the number two to Embiid? I didn't think he could. He proved it. He could do it during the regular season, during the uh, postseason, in pure James Harden fashion. He crapped the bed, and he wasn't nothing in the in the postseason. 
Yo, game sixes and game sevens, that man is nowhere to be found. No, he had six points in their uh, their last game in the playoffs. Six points. Um, Do you remember? I know you remember. But when Houston was at the top of the league and they the Spurs played them, I think it was a second-round matchup. Ginobili block. he just... The Gin- Ginobili block stole his heart, yeah, right? Because the next just, game, he just, like, did not show up. Right, yeah. And I remember just being like, how does this, like, how do you, how do you go out like that? Like, I thought they were still going to lose that we got them, but he's going to score 50. But they're still going to beat them, right? Spurs are still going to beat them. But he, like, just, he was so flat. Like, he came out with nothing. Like, well, I mean, he was still fighting with Chris Paul at the time. Like, he was not the greatest. He was in the middle of his, like, strip tour. I mean, uh, yeah. Strippers tour, you know, he's going to every strip club in Houston, you know, before every game. Um, he wasn't ready. He, I mean, he's still not. He's just like, I don't know. He's kind of a spoiled dude where he's out. He, he is wants to go and get and get the money again. Like, go get your money, but also like realize like you, you know you have to play on the team and and I think that teams overvaluate him. I think I think eventually he's gonna wind up on the Clippers. I think he is going to do kind of the same thing. Maybe go to a bunch of strip clubs in Philadelphia, hang out. Maybe get overweight and not really try to play. You know, this is just the beginning to me of him trying to get out of Philadelphia. Who who or where does he realistically fit? Like his game and <clears throat> whether it be his... I would say let's, let's refer to this game the way that he played the game last year right like an assist guy facilitates stuff get stuff going for somebody else um, who's just as or bigger star where does this man go um now i would say this that his game just purely on the game right not like yep. what he is in the locker room what he is in the team i think exactly yep him his game would just be on the floor uh would be perfect in in Miami because they don't have a dominant scorer. So he can be a dominant scorer. Right? He can be a dominant scorer in Miami. And then, you know, you have Bam there. You have uh, Jimmy Buckets there. Got it, yeah. Yeah. But he he would not fit Miami culture, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, purely basketball. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Purely basketball, he would fit in there, but he can't fit that culture. Yeah. Um... You know what? He could probably also fit like on the Timberwolves because they got these two big men. But the Timberwolves are also just a mess in themselves. Yeah, they're, they're, either like, way, there's too much immaturity on the Timberwolves. That and it, yeah. it's hard to separate Harden, like the the player, and then Harden, like the team guy. Right? There's so much immaturity in Minnesota. Like he would make it worse there, right? I feel. Yeah, no, just, he would make it worse. He would make the immaturity level worse. <laughs> fall apart. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, let's let's move on. We're getting into NFL preseason now. Um, I think the the talk of of preseason right now, and it's kind of like every preseason, uh, there are a bunch of injuries going on right now. Right, it is the one thing that you don't want to happen during preseason. Right, you got uh, Zach Ertz is is hurt with the with the Arizona Cardinals. You've got Naeem Hines who's out for the year who was supposed to be their number one back in Buffalo. He's out. Joe Burrow for the Bengals got hurt. 
Um, for the Bengals, he, uh, he maybe be back for week one, maybe not. They got to take care of him. It's a, it's a calf injury for yeah, him, right? Yeah, it's a crazy. You never like those injuries where they get yeah. hurt without contact, right? If they're just running and, and he gets no contact and something pops. That is the but one you're worried about. I think he had already injured it and they still had him practicing because he had a sleeve on it right. the day he got hurt. And it's just like, yo, those lower leg injuries, why do you rush those? You need it for everything. Yeah, like, don't rush like, your yeah. QB, who yeah. you already know is the man, right? It's not like you're trying to figure out whether he's the guy. It's not like he's in the new offense. It's not like, just have, just tell him, stay in the pocket until you're, you know, we're going to make some throws here, but stay in the pocket. Don't roll out. Uh, that play itself looked like it was a design rollout, and so yep. that, to me, that's even worse. And then you got that's us, bro. We we lost Traylon Burks yesterday. Um, he got yeah. hurt in a joint practice with the Vikings. Um, it looks like it's just a sprain LCO injury, so he'll be week to week. It was better because I thought it, it looked like, to me, it looked like it was a torn MCL. But uh, it, it's apparently it's just sprained, and so maybe he'll be back by week one or week two. We'll see how that goes. Um, Guess who's gonna get busy? D Hop. D Hop. D Hop. But who's gonna go in for Burks? Uh, nobody. Westbrook. Nick Akina. Westbrook Aquina. God damn. Ugh. It's it's so bad, bro. Like we that, like we finally felt happy about our, our receiving core, but we realized how like lack of depth that we have as soon as one person is injured. One oh per- yeah, no, we have no depth. No whatsoever. depth at all. Like we, yeah, no, we were in in big trouble. Like Bengals, um, Bengals, come on, let's uh, give up one of your. You got like five of them over there, okay. Yeah, no, they do. We need yo. Give us like Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, we'll take Tyler. Throw the ball to him. T Higgins. We'll take him. Right, he'll be (laughs) gonna be our number one real quick. I just all these years as a Titans fan, where they like did not invest in wide receivers, and to now get at the point where you're telling me that within the last what three to four years on our rosters we've had Julio Jones, AJ Brown. Now DeAndre Hopkins, and we've turned it into nothing. The actually the one year, that, I mean, not the one year, but the the years that we actually made it happen was all AJ Brown, and that's the guy we trade. Yep, yep, that's what we do. That is the hurt and pain of a Tennessee Titan fan. Why did okay. you bring this up? What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Go to somebody else. We came, we came to therapy. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee what Titan is, therapy. Popped out. <laughs> Who's hurt on the Cowboys? So I can feel better. <laughs> well, let's talk about some moving pieces, right? Ezekiel Elliott goes to the Patriots, which is so weird. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. isn't that like so odd? Like that that guy. Would it's be not gonna work. It's not gonna work, right? <laughs> it's the same thing when when they got Ocho Cinco, right? Like the uh, things that make Ocho Cinco, you know, who he was, and great, he was not allowed to do in New England, and so. It didn't work out there. The things that make Ezekiel Elliott a good player, he's not going to be able to do over there. And so, do you think that um, that Ezekiel Elliott is like a sharp player? I don't know how else to say that. I, 
I don't want to say smart because I'm not, I don't want to say that I'm not trying to say he's dumb, but yeah. I'm saying like, you know, there's certain guys that like are disciplined and know the book. Do you think he's that type of guy? I've never seen him to not be that type of guy. I just, I don't know. Cause his demeanor tells me otherwise, right? <laughs> like the, the way he acts yeah. tells me like he doesn't take things seriously, but maybe he does. Like, maybe he takes yeah, I don't, I don't know. He got a haircut. Right, like he he got he got a fade. Like maybe he's changing his ways. I think that's what he was trying to do, trying to say that he changed his ways. Uh, with, with, he's with gotta know though, right? That he can't like fuck around. Yeah, it's crazy. And and what's it? Dalvin Cook goes to the Jets. Dalvin right. Cook to the Jets. They keep getting better. One- the running and back market is nuts. This is what's crazy. So they they sign Dalvin Cook. And then the next day, they activate second-year man Brees Hall, who had torn his ACL, but is, like, a beast. Yeah. Right? So they are going to have, like, a two. I'm, yo, Aaron Rodgers with Dalvin Cook? Bro, they, yeah, they I might mean, be. To me, again, that's this is another wait and see as far as the New York Jets and, and getting hyped about them. It's, it's still the Jets. They give me Mets vibe, right? Mets were... This is it this year. You tell me, right? They, you know, they. To me, the Mets and the Jets are, are intertwined, and so the Mets made all the signings this off season. They, uh, you know, on paper we're supposed to be good, and then the season comes, and then they're the Mets, and then that's kind of my feeling right now with the Jets. Yeah, you got all these signings. You should be good, but you're also the Jets, so we shall see. Yeah, but this is the thing that's that I feel like in, in that comparison is that like football is so much more transferable than baseball. Like it's easier to switch a team and still be effective in the same way. I think in football than baseball is, but also the same question, right? Is Dalvin cook a guy that can pick up the book really quick? You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to have it. Right. And that thing is that, Aaron Rodgers will define at least the offensive culture. And it seems that the defensive culture on that team is set, right? With Salah. So, yeah, I don't defense, know. That defense is nice, man. Exactly. So, this is you what I'm saying. Soft, so like, you got Quentin Williams out there. Like, that yep. defense is nice. And now, I feel like they got back, like, an offensive lineman that had been out for them. Who was that? Hold on. Let me I gotta look this up because Is it McKay Beckman? Beckman? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and this is also the thing that like I forget too until the other day, is that in looking at um obviously like Aaron Rodgers is there. We just talked about Dalvin Cook now being there, right? Dalvin Cook's only twenty eight years old. They're gonna have Brees Hall, who seems to be coming at they still have um Michael Carter, who's a decent, like, third guy. He was, like, their second guy, but it needs to be a a third guy, and now he's there in that spot. But remember this name? Corey Corey Davis. Davis, (laughs) Still on that roster. Corey Davis. When he left left the Titans, he was supposed to be the number one with the Jets, and now he's slowly going down to number four. (laughs) Yeah. But to have Corey Davis as the number four there, that that when we talk about wide receiver depth, right? Like if he oh, would exactly. be two to three with us right now, right? Especially yep. Traylon Burks now, he would be our number two. He'd be number two. Yeah, absolutely. So they have that wide receiver depth. And they also got Alan Lazard. 
Fuck which I keep I forgetting forgot. about. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Then they and get the other little dude what's the always falls around. What's his name? Yeah, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so when Aaron Rodgers is about to lose his shit, Randall Cobb's gonna walk over and be like, Remember, they're the Jets. <laughs> and he's gonna bring them back to Earth and get them to calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I mean they and then so all those guys, but really the the centerpiece of this whole thing that makes it work and why they like went I, this is the reason why I believe they went and got Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is my favorite Jet. This guy is a monster. Yeah. And I think you're about to see a monster year from him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's gonna be crazy. Uh don't look at him during fantasy draft, right? Already? Shut up. Don't look at him. The the other moves, right, you talked about Dalvin Cook was um well and I guess I feel like do you think this is gonna be a move? Is Jonathan Taylor gonna be gone from Indianapolis? Well, he came back, signed his deal, a one-year deal. Apparently, he was holding out. He came back. Now he's gone again for some personal reasons. Um, I don't, I don't see them fixing that situation. Right? I just don't. That's that was a crazy between him and, and the owner, crazy situation. I don't. I think he's going to be gone next year. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you know, which is good for us as Titans fans. Um, but the, this running back market is just insane right now. Like you, there's no loyalty, no one for top tier running backs. It's just nobody wants to pay them, um, which makes me fear that this is our last season with Derrick Henry as his contract comes up next year. And then I saw, like, and this is again being disrespectful. I saw uh, like. A, a top 100 free agents for next year and they yeah. had Derrick Henry as like number 40 no it's like there's 40 free agents better than Derrick Henry right now you gotta be kidding me well I think this is also the other thing too about Derrick Henry two things number one he doesn't catch the ball enough right so that just drops his value in regards to the way the league offenses play today but aside from that is it and that, which I think is not true because of what we've seen year in and year out, is I think they're waiting for him to have a drop-off. And I don't think that you're going to see that from that guy. Yeah, I don't like, think so either. Not, I mean, he was second he, in the league last year. In yeah, in he's York. built to last. And that's what right? I'm saying. And like, that was, that's like, this is where they're saying, oh, he's declined. He was second in the league last year. Yeah, I, I don't know from where. Yeah. What declined was the team, obviously. Exactly. Be Our offensive line but he was didn't. horrible. Yeah. He did Horrible. Not They're like yeah. ranked 31 in the league, and he was yeah. second in the league in rushing. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. You know I mean? He's that's that all. dude. <laughs> yeah. He's that dude. Yeah. He's, yo, know, again, like Hall of Fame type GOAT stuff. Um, and, and running backs, right? Like running back, uh, like committees. The team that also might be like a surprise is. I can't believe I'm going to say this. The Detroit Lions. Yeah. Detroit Lions have their number one pick, Jameer. Jameer Gibbs. I, I think I'm yeah, right. Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs um, who's a receiving back, but they signed David Montgomery, Montgomery, former Chicago Bear. Yeah. Right? Who's a monster. And that's particularly at the goal line. He's just going to, like, trounce people. But then you've got one thing that I just realized is they also have Justin Jackson, who's a speedster from um, – Played formerly for the San Diego Chargers. 
but he just like never got in because of uh, of Eckler. So they have like that running back by committee, and then on the low, quietly, the backup to Jared Goff is Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy two gloves. He's Teddy ready. two gloves who can come in for to re- in relief for anybody in the league. Like if he's like one of those guys, like you know what I, I feel like we might still win the game if he's the guy that has to come in for somebody. Like we might have a shot. Um, and then what's supposed to be what they're super proud of over there with regards to offense is supposed to be their receiving core with Amon St. Brown and Jamison Williams. And then their number three is Marvin Jones Jr. And they also picked up Denzel Mims. Well, we're talking, uh, we're talking injury. Jamison Williams got hurt yesterday at camp. Exactly. Another, like, he's it's, he's a bad dude. He was a bad dude in college. He, didn't, he, he showed some signs of it last year. He didn't play the full year because of injuries. He's hurt again. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. Detroit should be a playoff team, right? Detroit it will actually be exciting to watch on Thanksgiving this year, right? That team, uh, you know, I, I look forward to. I, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for them too. Uh, I just like their. I like the coach. Uh, I like you know just the the type of team that that they have. Um, <laughs> I'm just reading right here. The, the New York Jets coach back from hospital after joint practice fight. What happened to? <laughs> What's going on with the coaches, man? Get out the way. Those guys are fully padded up. Yeah. Let them let them break it up themselves. Who is let's let's do a, a real quick. Who is your favorite uh to win the AFC East right now? We got the New York Jets look good. We talked about them. You've got yeah. the Miami Dolphins. If Tua's healthy, they're gonna be badass. Buffalo and then you got yeah. New England. Yeah, I, I think New England is going to be better. I think the Zeke signing can be something positive. They also signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, they did They did something crazy, and they have an actual offensive coordinator. <laughs> right? They have <laughs> offensive yeah, coaches that, calling offensive plays. That, I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, that's a good start. Yeah. Especially for a team that has seven titles, a franchise that has seven titles. Um but I don't think that they're going to be enough unless Mac Jones has, like, a astronomical jump somehow. And I don't see that physically coming from him. And I also don't see that in the way that New England usually calls offense. Aside from that, though, um, I think Miami has incredible talent. I don't particularly trust their running backs. And I, more so than anything, don't trust that Tua can last the whole season. And that's unfortunate and sad, but that's the truth there. So I think actually Miami might drop to last in the East, which I think some people think that they could catapult, but I just don't see two lasting very long. Well, you talk about injuries, like they're they're feeling it already right now. They just lost uh, Teron Armstead, their left tackle, Pro Bowl left tackle. That's right. He, yes, he's out. Um, they they lost their big pickup. Um, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. He's not going to play till like December. Um, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't look good for them. I I think I think it's going to come down between the Jets and Buffalo. I think this is like I think Buffalo might be on the decline right now. 
I think they reached their peak already, and there's some some turmoil there between Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Um, and they just they don't have like a starting running back. So this Dalvin Cook signing by the Jets has me moving them ahead now of Buffalo for the AFC East, and then potentially in one of my five team parlays for this year to win the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we bet, folks. We bet. Um, um, so yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, think, I like I, I like the Jets. I think uh, I mean they all like on paper they should be they should be it. Right? I think they can put it together. It's it's a lot to ask for a Jets team, but I think they've slowly kind of rebuilt this team through the draft and then got a veteran quarterback. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Jets maybe 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 we're just starting this now. AFC East this this week and then next week we'll do uh, AFC South or AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. But AFC East I think is gonna go to the New York Jets. Yeah, I think we agree. Right. I think we agree. Puro pinche put a puro pinche primo stamp on it. The AFC East will go to the New York football Jets. J E T S Jets. That'll make our friends happy, right? (laughs) (laughs) After all the Yankee talk that we had earlier, okay? That the Yankees suck. Real quick, before we go, who's your number one pick in fantasy draft? It's got to be Jay Jettas, right? It's got to be Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson. But I'm also, I'm in turmoil right now, too. People like, you know who I always got to go for in the first round? <laughs> I, was, I was in a lot of I, leaderboard. Like he's not in anybody's first round right now. I I hope that I'm ahead of you just so that I can. You take would do that, you asshole. I would. I would. At this point. <laughs> you asshole. All right, primo. We are the Puro Pico primos, and we are out. <laughs>